What's up, guys? This is the Lawn Care Leaders Podcast, brought to you by Green Again Lawn. I am your show host, Britt. Super excited to bring this episode to you. We have Brian Horn, editor of Lawn and Landscape Magazine, and he's going to give you guys some uh, some great tips and advice from his perspective, give you an overarching viewpoint of the GIE Expo as a whole, and also we delve into some business questions. So what we did this time, we have some Instagram followers, some Twitter followers, and then some local guys in the area that run small businesses. We said, hey, if you could ask Brian one thing, um, what would you ask him? What's some of your pain points? What's something that you need to get your business to the next level? Or, hey, what's just one thing that you want to know? So that's where some of these questions derive from. But uh, listen in and let me know what you think. hear you i can hear you perfect cool so how's everything going good yeah just a busy time i try to take a vacation day tomorrow it's always busy to get (laughs) stuff done before you take a day off i bet i bet Uh, that's awesome that's awesome what what are you doing you just taking a personal day are you guys going somewhere no i just gotta do uh volunteering my son's library and looking at our roof lots of fun stuff owning a home all that good stuff Oh yeah, I know how that goes. I know that goes. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, I I really I'm I'm grateful for your time, and I really appreciate you kind of sitting down and giving us your input on everything. Um, sure. If you don't mind, I mean, I know I've kind of given you a heads up on some of the questions that our audience has either DM'd me on Instagram about, or some of the local guys have kind of chimed in about what they want answered. But I'll, I'll pepper you with those questions, but first I'd like you to just kind of give a, a brief intro of um, who you are, what you're about, and then how you got started um, with Lawn and Landscape Magazine. Sure. Um, well, I was a journalism major in college uh, at Bowling Green State University in Ohio, okay. and I uh, wanted to write for Rolling Stone, but that, that, that <laughs> doesn't happen for everyone. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I started in newspapers, working at a weekly newspaper, then I moved up to a daily, um, and then I moved over into magazines right around 2007. Yeah. Uh, then I joined uh, GIE Media, which is the parent company of Lawn Landscape, and I've been on Lawn since 2010, starting as an uh, associate editor, then moving up to managing editor, okay. and now the editor. Um, knew maybe two mower brands when I started, had no real knowledge of the industry, they hire on the ability to write and they and you learn the industry so yeah. I, I knew maybe one or two back then now i can name you all of them <laughs> yeah 95 of them probably yeah yeah so, um and I, I really like this industry um it's one it's one of those industries where there's a sort of a a togetherness no one's really out to get each other yeah it's, it's everyone's helping each other we had a uh, I had an association director, one of the local, one of the state associations, put it a good way, where he said that he could, two landscapers could be bidding for the same job one day, uh, one wins it, one doesn't, and then a week later they're probably sitting down at a table with some organization trying to figure out how to make their industry better. So that's awesome. I think that's something that's refreshing about this industry, and yeah. I I hope it doesn't change. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, we're we're in the Kansas City market, and it's mm-hmm. it's very very competitive. But much the same as your story. I mean, I'm I'm friends with most of them, and honestly, it it helps us in the long run. I mean, the net score for us, we, we come out on top because 
we're always trying to help them. We, we develop as many subcontractor relationships as possible because there's so many overlaps. There's things that they do that we don't and vice versa. And there's just, there's so much business to be had that, I mean, it, it just helps everybody. Yeah, the work is out there. So, I mean, that doesn't seem to be an issue. And with the amount of mergers and, ac- mergers and acquisitions that go in on this industry yeah. uh, recently, you, you, you want to be nice to everyone. <laughs> yeah. You never know when you working for him. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, cool. Um, yeah, I'll ask you some questions. I mean, I've got a lot written down here, but we'll just kind of see where you want to take the conversation. So I'll just kind of tee you up for some of these and you take it where you want to go. So, um, I took my team, I went six years ago to the GIE expo. Um, I actually went with my father-in-law when he was a rep for quality pro. Um, and then just now took my team. So it's been six years, but I just wanted to get kind of what was your big takeaway from the expo this year? Uh, technology and software. And I, I heard more about robotic mowers yeah. this year than I ever have. Yeah. Um, I would say we started to hear about that on a decent level, maybe two or three years ago. And I was a bit skeptical. I know it's huge in Europe, but yeah. I didn't really think it would take off here. Yeah. Um, but apparently I was wrong because um, it seems they're popping up everywhere now. Um, I talked to a few contractors who tried out one, uh, a manufacturer said, can you try this out, see if you like it, we'll put it on your head, your location, and they did, and now they're going to invest in some. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so. And so what that, does that, that look like from a practical standpoint? They're going, to, they're going to buy those, and then whenever you use them and outline them once on a property, they'll just show up with that mower, or how does that look? I think the, there's a couple of models. The one that I'm most familiar with is that you do install the line, like the underneath the, the turf and everything, and it sort of gives it a path to go on. Um, I know, and you, you basically, you're renting or leasing the mower to the homeowner. So you, you give them the mower, it has GPS on it, um, and it, it, it can park itself. It, it leaves, leaves every day and mows the lawn. Um, you might have to come by and do some maintenance for it from what I understand, but um, sort of does it all by itself. And then you can, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's basically okay. it. It, it. It seems like a very difficult thing to manage, but uh, yeah. from what I've been hearing about it, it's, it pretty much does it. It's self-explanatory. It's a yeah. robotic mower. Yeah, no, that's awesome. How, how far out do you think we are from that? I mean, is it something where companies will start implementing it slowly over the next few years, or are we five years out? What are, you, what are your thoughts? Um, well, I was wrong the first time about not taking off, so don't, <laughs> don't do this. Um, I would say in five years, I, maybe even sooner, maybe three to five years, it's going to be just maybe – somewhat regular just yeah maybe not just another thing but it's it's going to be more normal to have these um because of the labor issue um you can't find people i don't know how your market's doing but nationally uh, it's a huge pain point of trying to find uh people to jump on mowers and do that job so and i think once once it becomes the norm i think i think it'll take off i mean because it's saving one time and two money and whenever, whenever those things become a norm and people see the time and money savings in it, I mean, you, I think I think from there it's just gonna it's just gonna explode. But it's funny we we also notice a lot of people were just kind of skipping over those booths, um, like it was something ten twenty years down the road that they didn't really have to deal with. Yeah. Did you notice that at all? This year. Yeah. 
Uh, not really. Okay. Um, I, I unfortunately don't always get to get out and yeah. we're, we're busy doing other stuff. I don't get to get out, get outside as much as I should. Um, but from what I was hearing, no, it, it was pretty, uh, popular stops with the good. people who had those mowers. Um, but like I said, like three years ago, I, I was very skeptical yeah, very on it. Skeptical. it seemed to be a lot more popular today. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Um, the next, uh, next point I'd like to touch on you guys in your in your last edition kind of the state of the industry you talked about the median versus mean income for landscapers from 2017 to 2018 um, I was just going to have you expound on that a little bit I know one of them has kind of the outliers in it but was going to get your thoughts around that and if companies are kind of vulnerable because of the propped up economy or what what your thoughts are with that um, that number is pretty much has been going up steadily, both both the mean and the median, um, since I've been here really uh, since 2010. Okay, uh, I, I always say when I started, people were cautiously optimistic about um, the economy and their business, uh, about it turning around, and then maybe three years ago, the cautiously was dropped, and optimistic was more of the term they were using. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean. Things seem to be going well. Um, I have I don't hear much from many landscapers who say you know I'm hurting or the the their work's not there. Yeah. They complain about the labor and they voice their disappointment. They can't find people to do the jobs. Um, for instance, our benchmarking your business report comes out in November, and that's sort of the focus of that is that uh, the money is there for the taking, but yeah. the workers to actually do the work aren't. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not too can concerned i mean i'm not an economist yeah. you hear some people say the economy is gonna take a hit in the next couple of years and some say it's not going to be as bad as um the great recession was which is that would be great yeah, it's not yeah as bad. exactly but um so far so good i yeah. i have not heard too many people uh getting dark clouds and rainy days with their business yeah yeah and i just found it intriguing i mean we started we started this company six seven years ago, and so we were kind of um, on the backside of that that recession, and so things were starting to tick up. But I mean, as we were talking to some people, I mean, there was a lot of companies, you know, one and two guy mowing businesses at the GIE Expo, and I just feel like everything, I mean, everything's moving along steadily. And I didn't know if if you felt it's going so well that. You know, some of these companies are vulnerable, and and if so, is it you know are they are they reinvesting too much in equipment? Um, are they you know have they taken out too big of a loan? I, I didn't know if you had any you know history on that or or, or any data that you could give us. Um, not really. I mean, there's always that down. The roller coaster goes up and then it goes yeah. down. Yeah. Um, it's bound to happen eventually. I think the contractors that. Um, were involved in the Great Recession, who stayed in business, learned a lot of lessons. The ones who weren't um, probably entered the market with a different sort of expectations. Yeah. So maybe they're a little bit more cautious about spending money on the, on the nice new toys and the equipment. Yeah. Although some some find buying the new equipment uh, saves you from having to hire labor because the better the equipment, um, the more work you can do, the more efficient it is, and it's not breaking down. Oh yeah. So yeah. A mower that doesn't work is money out of your money, not going into your pocket. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah if you can, if so, you can, if you can get that ROI right out of the gate, that makes sense. But perfect. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll switch gears now a little bit 
and kind of talk marketing. I was going to get your thoughts um, on how you feel people are winning currently on social media right now. How they're winning on social media? Yeah, yes, sir. Um, yeah, that's a, it's, it's hard. I think, um, that's how, when I, when I started in 2010, uh, social media wasn't as popular for contractors to use, you know, social media, Facebook and Twitter. Um, I think Facebook is is more popular among landscape contractors as far as buying ads and trying to target them. Um, I still think there's value in other ways of marketing, uh, besides social media, doing, you know, advertising your local newspaper or your community flyer, whatever you have going around, because uh, that helps your brand to get your name out there. Um, and having nice trucks with your logo and your name of your company, that's that also helps your brand. Yeah, yeah. So I see social media as a way of supplementing marketing, but I've also heard contractors who that's all they do. And yeah. they get lots of lots of small jobs. Yeah. Lots of maybe one, two, maybe three houses, but they are getting some work and building up their customer base. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. That's great insight. Um, and then we had uh, we had a couple questions come in from from some of our followers, and I'll ask you some of these. Um, one guy asks, uh, "How do companies with ten or fewer employees um, pay their employees?" I, I don't know if you have any insight on that. And then just if you had kind of average pay for uh, lawn tech, crew leader, mo tech. Um, he wanted to know kind of what the average pay was across the board. So you're saying how they pay him is, is like once a week, twice a week or? Yeah. He was asking once a week, twice a week. Is it, you know, are, are people wanting auto draft into their checking? Do they, you know, are they okay with a check? And you don't have to delve into that too much. That's pretty, pretty standard, but, uh, yeah, maybe lean more towards number. average pay. Okay. Yeah. The average pay I could, uh, for a, so you said a mower uh, entry level, we have about $12 an hour average. Okay. So that's an entry level mower. Okay. Uh, experienced mower, uh, we find that about $15 is uh, closer to, to that number. Okay. And then what about like a, a crew leader for that? Uh, I don't think we have necessarily a crew leader. I don't think we ask about foreman in our bench benchmarking okay. uh, survey. Uh, do you have like yeah. a lawn a lawn uh, technician or a, a, a like a so chemical application? I actually do have for a crew foreman leader. Uh, it's about forty thousand dollars a year. Okay. That's the average. Okay. Pay. Um, lawn care, and this is I'm gonna I'm going back and forth between yearly and and hourly. Okay. Uh, spray technician hourly that is uh, entry level is about fourteen twenty five, and spray technician experience is about seventeen fifty. Okay. And when we do this survey, I, you know, we try to give a, a national overview, but I realize this industry is very unique because of the micro um, economies within it. Yeah. You could be one town over from a town doing great, and the next town over is there's no work to be had. Yeah, uh, exactly. So, so I, I just put that disclaimer usually on these numbers. Yeah, yeah. And then what about, um, do you have like a, a general manager? Do you have those numbers? No, we don't ask about general manager. It's probably something we have a supervise. We do have a supervisor category, okay. and that's fifty thousand dollars a year. Fifty, okay, for the supervisor. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that gives enough perspective and and kind of the range they need to be in. 
Um, Do you find that that's accurate that a supervisor, and I'm asking you for someone who's within the business, uh, supervisor, general manager, sort of the same role? Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, in the Kansas City market, just like you said, we have, I mean, it varies. We can go 30 minutes south and the hourly rate drops quite a bit. Um, And then we have Ryan Lawn and Tree about 15 minutes up the road from us. And I know... I know their lawn technicians get paid pretty well. I, I think they start at about forty thousand a year plus commission. Um, I do not know. I don't. I don't know. A little what, bit bigger. A little bit bigger than you, though. A, li- a lot. A lot a bit bigger than me. <laughs> a lot a bit bigger than me. Yeah. Right. Um, but as far as I know, I had a uh, a buddy who was a groundskeeper. He got hired at Aspen, and I know he's making a base salary of about thirty five a year. And then he's got commission on top of that, so that's that's kind okay. of the range they're in, which would be I think that's roughly eighteen an hour. Okay. So we're, we're Kansas City market's probably a little on the higher end, I think. And are you guys having trouble finding labor? Um, we're not. For us, I mean, we 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 pride ourselves on customer service and professionalism. So it's not it's not struggling to find the help. It's that it's that quality that we're looking for. So we have plenty of labor, um, plenty of help, but we're always looking for that, you know, that next person that can slip into a leadership role. And that's, right. that's where we're struggling. So not necessarily struggling to find people that can, you know, fill a spot. It's just we want somebody that will, will take it to the next level. We're, we're also kind of unique. We, we run each truck kind of like its own micro business. So they do everything okay. from billing, um, collections. Mm-hmm marketing and selling and so with that obviously comes more leadership roles how many employees do you have uh we have four right now okay are you more uh heavy maintenance design build we do not so we specialize in the reason i reference ryan lawn is we pretty much do everything they do excluding tree and shrub like trimming and, and removal okay so we specialize in the turf management aspect we have tree and shrub fertilizing and insecticide programs that we do Along okay. with aerating and overseeding. Okay, so more of a lawn care. Yeah, yeah, more more of a lawn care and um, pretty pretty slow and steady growth. My wife and I started the company six years ago, um, and we've doubled ever since. And next year, mm-hmm. we should be hiring uh, five new lawn technicians and an admin person. So just really, oh, wow. really really trying to learn as much as we can and expand yeah. our expand our leadership because it's uh, it's it's growing rapidly. So we want to make sure we handle it correctly. Well, keep reading along the landscape. Hopefully, it'll help you. We do, we do, man. I, I've ever when I started six years ago, I was doing a little bit of everything, and I mean, the magazine helped me tremendously. And love, love the stories in there and the articles. And uh, I read both. I'm, I'm kind of I, I had an iPad with me all the time, so I read bro, both the print edition and the the one online. So it's, it's pretty convenient. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we that's that's our goal to to let you guys know that um, you're not alone. That, People have the similar problems as you're having. The, someone in California is having the same problem as someone in, you know, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. I think the last few years you guys have been putting more business advice in there and some more sales and marketing experience. Um, yeah. Especially with uh, with some of the actual, what's that guy's name? Um, Marty Grunder has some good stuff in there that we read. Uh, and that that's been good because I feel like that's what our industry was missing, and that's why we're doing the podcast is because a lot of guys know 
you know, what they're doing and the actual horticulture side of it or how to mow, what they're landscaping. But the actual business side of, of operating, uh, you know, and growing a business is where there's usually kind of information missing. Yeah, that's what we try to do. Um, all our columnists, including Bruce Wilson and Jim Houston and the Harvest Group, we try to have them focus on business. And the magazine overall, we, you know, we figure you're not coming here to learn how to mow we or, or apply we do have some technical stuff, but yeah, we're more focused on because um, what we always find is that they know how to land, you know how to landscape, but you don't know how to run a business because yeah. you 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 start as a landscaper, you didn't start as a business person, yeah. and I think changing that mindset of mindset of the contractor, the ones who can do that are the ones who uh, become successful. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and I I think there's such a huge pain point there too because there's such ease of entry into the market. You know, anybody can yep. grab. An, an old beat up truck and a mower and instantly they're in business and mm-hmm. I mean that's how I, I was in my mom's purple minivan and a push mower and then 10 years later I actually have to deal with employees and payroll taxes and sales and all the stuff that comes with a business that you just kind of have to step through on your own sometimes you feel like you're on an island yeah the ease of entry it's a blessing and a curse when I used <laughs> to work in newspapers we don't we get a call every once in a while from someone like hey my my 12 year olds, you know, mowing the lawn or this guy, uh, you know, he's 23 and he started his company when he was 15 and we jump on it. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then I start working here and that's 95% of the stories we get are, are, are that story. So it yeah. wasn't as exciting, uh, after that, but <laughs> that's the way most people start in this industry. Yeah. 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 It's kind of, kind of interesting from that standpoint. So, um, well, let, let's go on with the next question. If you've got time, um, yep. Uh, one guy here locally just wanted to know simply um, with what you've seen of people who are successful he wants to know what separates the winners from the losers in this industry and he, he's got just a local mowing company with one other guy right I, I would say professionalism and price the two P's um, the more you present yourself as a professional um, business person uh, the farther you're going to go so if he said he might have one one other guy you said he's working with, you know, get uniforms. Just yeah. you know, buy some polo shirts or whatever whatever you need for each season. Uh, get a nice truck, a nice decal on your truck. Make sure your employees aren't smoking on a job, um, even if they're you know hiding behind a truck. That's yeah. always something. I, I see myself as a homeowner. I'll see a company with the guy standing out there smoking a cigarette. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't do that in an office or anything. Yeah. So. Um, just you know, having that um, not appeal, but that appearance that you're you mean business. Like you're doing this to to make money. You're not just a guy who cuts grass. Yeah. You are a business person who yeah. just provides services of, of cutting grass, and that goes for in, internally too. Keep your shop clean. If you have a, an office, keep that clean because your your employees see that, and that sets the example for them. Yeah. Um, now I say that as I'm sitting at a desk with papers everywhere. But uh, you can make sure your mechanic shop, if you have one of those, make sure it's clean. Yeah. yeah. Make sure everything is tidy. Decorate your office like it's a professional setting. Yeah. And I think that goes a long way for the workers who go out in the field. Yeah. They'll take that with them and set the example for you. No, that's good. That's good. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think the professionalism overall is as the industry moves forward – that's going to allow for better margins for mowing. I know a lot of guys that enter, you said professionalism and price. They, they, yes. they immediately want to compete on price, 
and it's okay. kind of kind of a race to the bottom. Where if they would yep. start with professionalism, I think you know net score overall is going to be going to be a lot better for them. Yeah, and you, you get what you pay for. I mean, yeah. if, if the customer is going to go for the lowest bid, they're probably going to get the lowest bid work. Um, one thing we find is that I know a lot of contractors are afraid to raise prices. It's they they don't want to raise, especially for current customers and even yeah. for, for new ones. Yeah. Um, but every time we do a story on it, we'll talk to contractors who raise prices and they say, you know, we're not, we didn't get too much pushback. They realize we're in this to make a buck too. Yeah. Um, and the ones that did drop their services, you probably didn't want them as customers anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, you're providing an A plus service. You should provide A plus prices and the contractors who do that are going to come out ahead. Correct. Correct. Yeah, it's usually those bottom five percent clients that you're having to chase down yep. and collect from, anyways. Those are the ones that cancel. So right. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't agree more. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, was gonna see um, another question was, have you seen a spike in companies offering better benefits to attract um, slash keep talent? I, I know we're 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 in a really great economy, and with that, we've got. I think the last study I saw was we've got twice as many jobs as there are employees. So I didn't know if, if companies have been tailoring and kind of adjusting and pivoting to that market. I have not heard it too much. Uh, like I've talked to a few people who do offer or have said they decided to start offering benefits um, all the way down to labor, like in the field labor. Yeah. Uh, over the years, anecdotally, I found that most, uh, we've heard that not that they don't really take the benefits. They'd rather rather have the money in their paycheck yeah. than have it going to health benefits, and they would rather just pay for a medical bill if, if it happens. Okay, they're taking okay. taking their chances. Um, so I haven't heard too much of that. But then again, I know we haven't really done research on that. We may have done some years ago, yeah. but nothing recent. Okay, okay, yeah, no, that's fine. And I, he he was asking he's. Yet again, a lot of our audience, just so you get a picture, is 10 or fewer employees. Okay. Um, and so as they grow, they're, they're having some of their you know supervisors or going to be leader asking those questions. I think one yeah. thing people don't realize is also when you start a group plan, because we're, we're just now looking into it, the, the owner of that plan can choose how much they want to, you know, if they want to allocate a percentage or if they want to say, "Hey, I'm going to start paying 25 bucks a month towards it, 100 bucks a month, yeah. whatever," you can choose. You don't have to cover a huge chunk of it every time. Yeah, and I think if if you can afford to do that, you should. Um, yeah. Anything you can offer as a, a bonus to uh, you know, differentiate you from your competition, you should do. And yeah. I think the like you said, account managers or or general managers, sort of the uh, executive level positions that that. To me, I would think that would be uh, mandatory. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's good. That's good. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, this one's kind of interesting. What is the one thing no one has asked you but you feel like they should? <laughs> huh. Um, I don't. What's one thing they've asked? They haven't asked me that they should. Yeah, What what do you have? sitting up in that dome of yours that you should drop on us. <laughs> I, I'll give you one thing. Um, you mentioned marketing. Yeah. Uh, I don't think enough contractors uh, form good relationships with the local media. Okay. And I say that as a former weekly news uh, paper reporter, I was responsible for filling most of uh, my pages. And, you know, maybe now it's a digital only thing, but you still need 
content and you need good photos and we would always need a front page photo and if i was desperate if a landscaper would have called me and said hey we're doing a, a charity work here we're putting a garden in at the local school we're gonna have kids putting plants in the ground i would have been out there in a second to have photos and it probably would have been on the front page that's awesome um, that's, and that's really i think good. that if you are in the area if in your local area you know find out the deadlines for them um so far as if they if they do still have a print component when you have to have press releases in if you are doing anything in your area um let them know be the expert to them yeah every spring you always see on the local news the let you know there's they have some type of story about you know get ready for your to do your landscaping or get your mowers out do a do a two-minute hit on the local morning show yeah yeah and that's free publicity for you right there yeah um you get you be on TV or you get to be interviewed in the media. Um, when you hire someone, send them, send that notice to some of the uh, local media outlets. Uh, okay. There's usually a people in business or if you have a business, uh, we have there's a magazine called Cranes um, that's here locally. I think they're, it might be national, but any sort of publications you have in your area, any sort of media, um, they're always looking for news. So okay. if you hire someone, people in news, you know, Joe's landscaping hired yeah. so and so for their to be their account manager. No, that's really you good. You're you're in the paper. Get your name out there for free. No, that's really good. That, that's really good. Um, yeah, I and I don't do I don't do a great job of that either. Um, mm-hmm. we, we we try to always develop relationships and stuff like that, but I feel like sometimes some of the younger business owners like myself, we feel like we can get away with social media only. And so yeah. we, we skip some of those steps where, you know, we actually need to put in that sweat equity to develop those relationships and uh, get into some of those publications. Well, on, on kind of a, I mean, what, well, well, what's I was the first say, step? You have to look at it as when you do a story with the news, they're going to put it on their social media too. Exactly. So now you're getting yeah. double the coverage. Exactly. What, what is like step one if, if we were to try to get a hold of somebody? I mean, are you reaching out via email? Do we need to stop by the office? Do you need to kind of give them an article idea that you're, I mean, you said if you're doing like a, a community service project or something like that, what does it look like? I would just, you know, um, a few weeks out of, of it, send them an email. And then um, if you don't hear back, maybe follow up closer to the date. Um, and then, you know, if you still don't hear from follow up with a phone call, just say, Hey, maybe a few, maybe a week before uh, the job or the, the event. Okay. Call them up and say, hey, I sent you a couple emails. Just wondering if you're interested in covering this. If they say no, well, then they say no. It's yeah. not the end of the world, but they might just be busy and missed your two emails. Uh, and they say, oh, yeah, yeah, I meant to get back to you. I'd love to come out. We'll have a photographer come out and take some shots, and we'll run that online as a slideshow or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or we'll okay. do an article on it. And that's the other thing. Don't always assume they're going to write an article on everything you do. Um they might just come out and take a picture. They might say no sometimes. They might say yes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But keep that relationship open um, because, like I said, when they're writing a story about lawn care or landscaping, um, it's going to come up, and you're, you're going to be the first one uh, on their mind. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, next question here. I mean, this is just a, a personal one for me. I mean, who who do you know, like knowing our audience, who do you know that we should have on this podcast that you feel could – really add value and, and help out those companies with 10 or fewer employees? Oh, geez. So many. <laughs> um, I mean, there's, there's tons of people that we uh, come in contact with. Um, 
I would look at some of the, maybe your, your state association, executive director or the contractor leading your state association or your local association. Um, and I say that uh, for you, uh, but you're looking for more of a national uh, perspective. Um, are you familiar with the NALP? Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. I'm having someone from them on, they have a very talented people with their organization. That's the National Association of Landscape Professionals. Okay. Um, they can always jump on and, and, and talk talk about um, the whole industry, not just 10, 10 or fewer employees, everyone. Yeah, kind of so, give, give another big picture. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Um, as far as like someone with 10 employees and under, I mean, there's nothing, no one that comes with to, to top of mind right now. But yeah, if I think of something, I'll shoot you an email. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's perfect. Well, um, Brian, I know, I know you're a busy man, and I, I want to make sure we respect your time. So um, we'll, we'll wrap up here. I, I really appreciate it. This has been, this has been more than helpful. Um, do, you, do you have anything else that you'd like to leave our audience with? Nope, just, just read Lawn and Landscape magazine. If you don't have a subscription, go to lawnandlandscape.com, and you'll find a subscription tab there, and you can sign up, and we'll, we'll set the uh, magazine comes out every month. It's free. And it's full of business, uh, landscapers, lawn care operators talking about their business and green industry professionals giving advice, stuff they've learned, mistakes they've made. Um, and it, it might save you some pain points. Even if you pull one thing away from each issue or each couple of issues, you know, we feel like we've done our job. If you can take something and implement it uh, in your business to help you, then that makes us happy and we've done our job. That's awesome. That's awesome. Brian, you're the man. I, I really, right. I, I truly appreciate it. Thank you for the time and uh, best of luck to you guys. Thank you, Brett. Have a great day. Hey, you too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. All right. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, very fun for me to get to hear from him and get to hear his perspective on everything. Um, I liked how uh, we set this one up. We got re- uh, requests and questions from Instagram followers DMing me, um, people commenting on our posts. Um, we had some requests via Twitter. You can reach out to me um, on those platforms. We're at Green Again Lawn, so Green underscore again underscore Lawn on Instagram, or you can follow my personal page at bdowd32. That's that's my Twitter handle. Um, if you've got questions you want answered or kind of something, uh, another pain point like we've been saying, we can do an episode on that. If we don't know the answer or we don't have any feedback on it, we will find somebody who can. But I I love that. So I I feel like we're going to be able to add a lot more value that way as people grow their company. There's going to be different things that they're stepping through. And so we want to help you out along the way just like just like we are right now. Um, we're, we're growing and we're going through different things. So we want to make sure we're adding value at every turn. So hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed that. And I, I really would love for this to take off. Would really love for, uh, this podcast to be able to help more people. So if you want more content, let us know. And if you could please do us a favor, we'd love if you screenshot this, share this episode on your Instagram page, your Twitter page, Facebook, whatever you're on. That would help us tremendously, and then give us a rating. If you thought this was a five-star, five fingers up in the air, give us that five-star on that podcast rating. Would love to love to hear back from you guys. Again, thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Lawn Care Leaders, and we'll be back with you soon.